Da-na-na, welcome to the socialist. Da-na-na, da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Like I said, you're going to be getting my own music because we're not going to pay for it. Welcome to the socialist. Episode six. We're already here. I'm your host, Keegan Parker. I mean, Keegan Call. And we got our, as always, favorite, Mr. Hunter Ells. How's it going? Hey, guys. Excited to be here again. And it is the multiverse times, so we don't have Matt Mickelson, but we have his... We have Matt Morales. (laughs) (laughs) But we do have a guest, an MCU enthusiast and diehard, Mr. Matt Canlan. How's everyone doing? Excited to be here. Matt, where, where do you come from? I hail from the central parts of the state of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, known as Carlisle. Wow. Pennsylvania never sounded so cool. The Commonwealth. It's not a state. It is a Commonwealth. Wow. Jack in the Box left me speechless, and so did that. The the more you know, guys. The more you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here with us. Likewise. Uh, Also glad that we have someone making smoothies for us in the background. That sounds really good. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Amber's making smoothies tonight. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, that's I, awesome. I'm jealous. I know. My wife's in Florida now. She's going to her sister's wedding, so I I would not have that opportunity myself. Well, I, I got place, so I'm jealous. I got throughout uh, there. My daughter walked for the first time today, so that's pretty whoa, cool. That's that's, that's big, awesome, dude. Yeah, got it on video. So really excited. I'll be honest, the smoothie making's my wife. Every time I do a coaching call, like over Zoom for work. My wife's just blended up, and so I have to kind of like soundproof my room. Should be better now. Oh no, you're good. I was thinking it sounded good. Uh, oh. You know, you know what else sounds good? Talking some Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Wow, don't you love these transitions I'm coming up with already? So today, the, the big bucks. The way I see it. Yep. yep, yep. This is why you get paid the big bucks here. Exactly. I mean, it's really true. Uh, I'm actually coming off. Uh, Strep throat congestion. So there's the flu game by Michael Jordan. So tonight there's going to be the flu podcast by Keegan Call. Oh, man. You're such a warrior. You know, Ke- Keegan, you're, Ke- Keegan, your purple heart is in the mail. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, today we're going to do our series tiers. Hunter and I did Taylor Swift last time, which was phenomenal. Oh, Thank you for listening. Hey, there's. we know we have at least one subscriber. <laughs> Today we're going to go, be going over all the Spider-Man movies. Uh, to clarify, we're going to be going over eight of them. Uh, we are not talking about Venom 1 or 2. Yeah. Um, we are not going to be talking about Iron Man reappearing in the new Spider-Man. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to go through, starting with the newest... Or excuse me, the oldest release, and work our way down and share where they rank amongst the eight. And you know, you know our styles. We're gonna make our stances on why they're there. You know, share some uh, interesting insights on that. And uh, Hunter, you had a theory you wanted to share before we begin. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing to note as well, we're also including the Into the Spider-Verse as part of this tier list as well, mm-hmm. the animated one, as we uh, which will be exciting. Um, but here's my big theory going into this that I want to share. I feel like we'll see if this pans out, but I feel like people are going to rate their movies based on who their favorite Spider-Man is, whether that's Tobey Maguire, <clears throat> Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland. So that's I, I'm interested to see if that's going to be the case or if it's going to be something that's just just not even going to happen. I like it. Uh, I should mention the timeliness of our Spider-Man is because Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out Thursday. Uh, So I think all of us have been doing our Spider-Man rewatches. If you're a big fan, Uh, you know, you know, the rumors that have already been that we've been talking about is, you know, the Spider-Verse of Toby and Andrew appearing. Oh, I mean, if you really follow it, you can see leaked photos throughout it's, the time. It's, it's all we're, we're at ninety nine point nine percent. Like it's <laughs> if they, if they don't do it, the MCU is going to have to hand torches and pitchforks. That will be interesting. Well, let's get ready with our techno music to get us in the spider spirit. I'm I'm getting ready for it. Let's do it. Hit it, Wes. The social. Spider senses are tingling now. <laughs> they are tingling someone, after tech. Someone was somebody was somebody was gonna say it. Wow, well are you guys ready? I'm I am I am fired up. I love Spider Man movies, by the way. Uh that's the first thing I want to mention before we begin. I like all these movies, so just because I have something last doesn't mean I'm like, oh it sucks. I like them all. So uh, let's start with 2002, the original Spider-Man. And, and to discuss how we're doing this format, we're going to be going over the movie. We'll all share our ranks, and then we'll dive in. Uh, just just to go over the format of what we're doing, uh, we're going to be starting with the uh, oldest release of the Spider-Man films and working our way down. Uh, we're all going to share where we have the movie ranked, and then we will justify it. How does that sound, guys? Let's do it. Love it. All right. Well, the original Spider-Man is our first on our list. It came out in 2002. Uh, we'll start with our guest. Where does it rank for you? Mr. Matt Canlon. Well, the original Spider... So where is it on our... So we're doing... Okay, I, I see what we're doing here. So I have Spider-Man 1 as my number four. Okay. On my list. Hunter, what about you? Number five for me. Okay. Number three. So, Matt, you want to share with us... Why? Why is it... Top three! Oh, it's just... That's bold. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. I think Gobl- <laughs> I think Goblin's such a great villain. 
Uh, Toby. My, so, <clears throat> it's a great Thanksgiving movie, by so, the way, what too. Were we saying? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a terrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Osborne. <laughs> Where Aunt May just like scolds Harry. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is so dumb. But look, the Raimi verse is so fit. It's just filled with so many scenes where you're like, oh my goodness. Like, it's almost like, you, you know, you're, like your mom or your dad is just doing something, like trying to be cool. And you're like, mom, no, like stop. But like, you love it because it's, because it's just kind of dumb and it's really enjoyable. It, it, it's, I love it. And that Thanksgiving scene was definitely one of those. I just, I and then think. Willem Dafoe, and the other thing, and then you have Willem Dafoe just like, Looking at Aunt May, just sharpening the knife like he's about to slit her throat. It's like, good grief, Oh, my dude. goodness. <laughs> well, that's actually a great scene just because it's that tension of where you're like, oh, my gosh, he's figuring out Peter Parker's Spider-Man. So I think that's, like, and, a really and, good scene. And Peter didn't know it. Because, like, because Goblin figured it out, and Peter didn't know that he had figured it out. That was the other thing. And there's, there's actually another moment in another Spider-Man movie that's very similar to this we'll talk about later. But uh, so Matt, why do you have it at, at its rank? Why is it not towards the back? But why is it just in between? So, okay, for me, one of the biggest, I, I, I'm sorry, I can never get past this in the Raimi verse. Holy smokes, that high school is like like a heck. I I cannot get past it. I really can't. And a lot and a lot of the movie is is um uh it takes place in or around the high school, you know, they go to the field trip, uh they they, they go to Oscorp, um gets bit by the spider. Uh oh my gosh, those cringy shots he takes of MJ. Oh my word. <laughs> um but at the same time, it's the OG. Um I it 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 was the stepping stone for the modern day Spider Verse. Um, I obviously look Willem Dafoe. I'm not sure you can name me a better um, bad guy actor in today's uh, in Hollywood today. Just as a pure, you know, thespian <laughs> kind of actor, exactly. Than Willem Dafoe. Some people will say Giancarlo Esposito, and that, but that's almost an entirely different like, character that he plays in all of his productions. Willem Dafoe is, like, he is the bad guy, the way I see it. And from what it looks like, he's going to be the bad guy in the new Spider-Man coming up. Yes, and also, I <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, and it's such a dumb scene, but I love it, it's just that, that, like, millisecond of a frame when, um, uh, when, when Goblin is trying to stall out Spider-Man, you know, when they kind of, like, right before he dies, he's trying to stall him out mm-hmm. so that he can call the glider, and then he just says, Godspeed, Spider-Man! And then <laughs> and then Peter jumps out of the way, and it just cuts to Willem Dafoe's close-up face, and he goes, oh. <laughs> and then it Ooh. stabs him. Like, that's one of my favorite scenes, because it's so dumb. But, uh, but again, Willem Dafoe just absolute knockout job of, of Goblin. And, uh, and, but at the same time, again, there are just so many cringy moments of the movie, so that's why I have it at four. Okay, what about you, Hunter? 
Yeah, so like I said, I, I numbered it at number five. Um, I I do really like the Goblin. I think, yeah, him being introduced as a character, there is that like dichotomy where basically you have Spider-Man and Goblin basically kind of gained their powers and they got strong and, and basically took two different paths, you know, one on good and one on bad. And so I always thought it was nice to have that that contrast. I'm like, well... You know, if he made, you know, uh, Goblin made different choices, he would probably have been similar, probably teamed up with Spider-Man some way, but decided to, to be more of the villain. Yeah, for me, obviously, there's there's lots of cringy moments, um, lots of super, I mean, yeah, I, the Thanksgiving scene was hilarious. I think, yeah, you know, the taking the pictures. Also, like, I mean, it doesn't stay super close, um, you know, like, you know, Spider-Man is shooting webs just directly out of his wrist. You know, it's just like a congruency error um, from the comics. I don't know maybe what the point of that was, but um, yeah, that's that's why I I rank it at number at number five for me. Okay, I have it at number three, so I'm the one that likes it the most. Uh, it's probably a bit of a nostalgia thing. I think. It being the first Spider-Man movie, it really just sets the tone of what Spider-Man can be. Uh, from a superhero movie standpoint, I think it was one of the best of its time. Uh, and it's aged pretty well, even amongst all the success of superhero movies that have come out. Uh, I do have Rotten Tomatoes here. Uh, 90%, so Rotten Tomatoes really enjoyed it. Uh, just a lot of iconic scenes that come from it that, you know... Like Spider-Man's upside down kiss, I think that's one of the most famous scenes in cinema history. Let alone just not even just uh, superhero history. Uh, I agree about the high school take. You know, I felt so self-conscious looking at those high schoolers, and they look like their dads. Yeah, like there's there's some pretty cheesy lines that I would throw out there, like Flash, like Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight me either. Want to fight me neither? Oh, I was about <laughs> to say that. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, or yeah. Peter being like, I missed the part where that was my problem. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, a lot of great I, scenes. Like, I think Uncle Ben is the, with great power comes great responsibility yeah. was handled well. Yeah. The line was super good. Yeah. Just to add on to that. I also, I guess one problem I had with it as well, just thanks for spurring my memory a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Just how old these aunts and these uncles were. I mean, it was like there was like, it was like there was a 25-year difference between Spider-Man's dad and his older brother, right? Like, they looked like grandparents, you know? And so, I just, yeah, I just, like, it, it, I mean, they were almost like, it was like, they're, like, I had great aunts and great uncles that looked like Aunt May and Uncle Ben. <laughs> I had great aunts and great uncles that looked younger than them. <laughs> Like, they, I still yeah, do. that's true. <laughs> oh, those green eyes! Oh, <laughs> yellow. Oh, it was yellow. Uh, but I do agree. That's the like, first thing that great... everyone's saying is they're being wheeled back at a surgery. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. It's high up for me just because there's a lot of memorable scenes. Like when he first realizes he can climb walls, just like the score with it as he touches the walls, like bum, 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 bum. I enjoyed bum, the bum, 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 bum. and the music's fantastic. I by really the way, enjoyed, I really enjoyed the Raimi score. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah, that's why, that's why I think it's number three. Uh, any other thoughts on this movie? It's Godspeed, um, Spider-Man. Do we, Godspeed, yeah. Do we like MJ? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I, I say we leave it at that. <laughs> I think yeah. that, I think that goes without saying. Besides, just no, we do not like her. Uh, I will. I point out J.K. Simmons, fantastic. Oh, so and, good. Uh, I also like James so Franco. Good. Yes, I do too. As well, good I point. think that's an unpopular opinion, and I agree with it because yeah. obviously, I, with Franco being where he is today, you know, right. And I also I, I like him. You know, when we talk about Spider Man Three as well, like you said, I I I really like James Franco and. Uh, thought he did a great job, you know, as being like the friend of Spider-Man and you know encouraging along. So, so I actually have a comment on that, if I may. Yeah, I liked, uh, like, like you said, Hunter. I really liked him as the friend of Spider-Man. I'm gonna be honest. The whole look, the line at the end where he said, "I swear on my father's grave, Spider-Man will pay." I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. The relationship that Harry had with his father was not like that. <clears throat> you know, it was, I, I I don't know. It just, I didn't buy that. But everything else about what Franco did as Harry Osborn, I loved. Yeah, so I, will say I can that. understand. Yeah, I can understand that view. I mean, I see that a lot in life where you'll have like people where maybe they weren't in the best relationship with their parents, but still have this like, when they die, tragically somehow. It just feels it's forced. Like, but I get that. Yeah, like I get it, that view. That's it, a good point. It feels like he's saying it out of obligation, not because he actually mm. felt it. For sure. Like, it's setting up part of the storyline, you know, in the future, and, you know. Yeah. And then the I line in 3 where he says, you knew this was coming, Pete. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't buy <laughs> yeah. it. I'm well, like, okay, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, it will work pretty naturally talking about these character arcs because these movies all come in order. So the next one on our list is Spider-Man 2. It came out in 2004. Matt, where does it rank for you? Spider-Man 2 for me ranks at number 6. Wow. Okay. Wow. Bold okay. take. Hunter? Bold take. 2. 2 for me. 2? Okay, I have it at Ooh, 4. Wee. I have it at 4. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thought on this is I feel like Spider-Man 2 is kind of a... Generally, it's considered one of the best ones by the by the masses, by uh, big margins too. Uh, just because Doc Ock was a home run, mm-hmm. uh, I just think this. I like the story of Peter Parker losing his powers, uh, and then mm-hmm. it's actually based he off some comics yips. too. But yes, uh, the yips, Matt. Why don't you like mm-hmm. it so much? Well, let me clarify. So un- that's unfair. Uh-huh. It's unfair to say you don't like it. Why don't you like it as much? Let me clarify that. Okay. So this is... Okay. This is the ranking on my list where it is only in the position it's in because of the ones that are ahead of it. Now, the more I think about it, the more I might want to amend... Like, I I guess in other words, I, I might flip-flop where... Spider-Man 1 is, and Spider-Man 2 is. I I do have my number 5, like, at a solid, like, that's where it's at. But I, like, honestly, th- th- that 4 and 6, I'm, 
I might flip-flop it. Um, I put Spider-Man 1 at number 4 because, to me, it was the OG. It's what kicked things off. Um, it, you know, the, one of the benefits you have of, of making a number 2 movie, a sequel, is you get to learn from your mistakes of number 1. Number 1, you're just going in. You know, you're, you're just kind of, you know, forgive the, the, the crude analogy, you're just kind of going in butt naked. You don't really know what to expect. I mean, it, it like, you are. It's, you don't have the benefit of seeing what you did well and what you did wrong. So No, it's like Batman Begins leading into The Dark Knight. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And Batman Begins was a good movie. Dark Knight was just like the home run of the, t- of the 2000s. Can't wait to do my so. Batman rankings. So. <laughs> another day. <laughs> yes, another day. And and that, that, that'll be a two-hour long podcast, knowing Keegan. Um, but, um... <laughs> So I so, so honestly, that's why Spider-Man Two for me is there. Doc Ock, obviously fantastic villain. Um, you know, a, a Alfred Molina, just one of the honestly one of the ugliest guys to ever grace uh, the, the the big screen in that era. <laughs> but he did a great job, uh, except for the line where he goes, "You listen to me now." I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that was the eye roll moment I had mm-hmm. in. <laughs> <laughs> in that moment where where he um, see uh, I don't I don't like, have problems uh-huh. with I don't have problems with lines like that because like you said for me it leans into the comic book superhero genre to say these almost like these kind of cringy lines you know to to be able to to do that but I I can get that from other people being like yeah I mean it just it sounds stupid well you and know? for me I well and for me like uh, I I don't like necessarily use it as a knock against them, but it is a moment where I'm just rolling my eyes. I accept it because, yes, mm-hmm. like, like to your point, there are, you know, um, sections in comics where there are lines like that, and, and in a comic book uh, frame, it it fits better. So they try to, but at the same time, I guess, you try to translate directly from a comic book to, to the big screen, sometimes it doesn't exactly work that way. You know, you can't just copy-paste it and oh. Google Translate every time. Um, so, like, for me, it's not the worst, like, and again, all these movies, I always have moments in movies where I just kind of roll my eyes, I'm like, really? But, I, I still watch, and I still, you know, kind of carry on and say, you know what, sure, like, we'll go with that. But, uh, it was, that might have been one of the moments where I was like, okay, Doc, Doc, like, (laughs) you listen to me now. And, like, the way he said it, too, was a little, uh, (laughs) it was just a little funny. But I do like, um, I do like how we started to have Harry develop more into, uh, uh, into Goblin. Um, I love the, uh, uh, the fact that Doc Ock kind of had these two enemies, like, eh, he had Spider-Man as, actually three, kind of. So he had, obviously, Peter as his enemy. But, like, before that even, he had, um, the, the tentacles, whatever you want to call it the octopus as mm-hmm. his enemy because it was um you know kind of overtaking him and also mm-hmm. kind of as a like definitely a tertiary enemy uh if you remember when he was saying you know thank you to Oscorp for funding all of this he kind of said it like i'm only with you guys because you guys pay the bills like that is the only mm-hmm. reason why i'm with you guys i do almost as if to say i do not agree with anything you guys do and it's so he kind of had that as a tertiary enemy, uh, and, and I 
Which is a consequence from the first movie. He handles it. Yeah, that's one thing these movies play on. They play on to each other. So, Hunter, you really like this movie. You have it at two. I do. Why is that? Yeah, and I'll, I'll make this pretty short and, like, succinct. So, for me, I feel like Spider-Man went about Spider-Man obviously receiving the powers, and then Spider-Man 2 is, like, how he's dealing with kind of the ramifications that come with that responsibility of having the powers. So you kind of see where he has fans, but he also has haters, and being able to read the newspapers and having to deal with, like, people don't really like what he's doing. Um, I thought the train fight scene was phenomenal. Uh, I love the kind of the, the philosophical battle that that right that happens with uh, um, with Doc Ock. Um, I thought um, Doc Ock was a, a fantastic casting. I thought it was an amazing villain. Um, and uh, yeah, I really you know just like. Um, you know, the whole thing about it, but I really liked how it did demonstrate how he dealt with the ramifications of that power, and I thought that was really well portrayed throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I think it's clever. I think sometimes, well, at least I think Spider-Man 1 almost created superhero movies to almost make you partially believe that it could be in our world somehow. It just kind of made it more realistic. You know, if you watch, like, some old Batman movies or Superman movies, it was clearly fantasize but these kind of make it seem like oh maybe there really is a scientist that you know put this together and you know did that uh but it really just shows that the consequences of being a superhero it's not all a scientist myself right (laughs) just the uh consequences of being a superhero it's not just all hunky-dory uh i love the little singing scene when he sees the cops go by and he's eating the hot dog you think he's going to do something, and he's just like, <laughs> raindrops keep falling from my head. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that, that's a Raimi scene. I, I like the Raiminess of it. And, and, and I love it. I love it and hate it all at the same time. It's, it's, it's perfect Raimi. I love it. So, this, it. so Spider-Man 2 is an in-betweener for me. I have it 4 of 8. Uh, and I have Spider-Man 1 at 3. Uh, so they're pretty much interconnected to me. I think they're solid superhero films. Uh, Spider-Man 2 got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, so critics liked it a little bit more. Um, Spider-Man 3 did? No, yeah. Spider-Man 2. It did. Spider-Man oh, 2 Spider-Man did really okay. well. Yeah. Uh, it really sets up... It really leaves off on a cliffhanger. Like, Spider-Man 1 didn't necessarily leave off on a major cliffhanger, but this one clearly is saying, yes, we are 100% making Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else memorable. Oh, I do like one thing from my rewatch. When they're naming Doc Ock, uh, he's like, Doctor Strange? He's like, that's great, Doctor but Strange. it's taken. Yes, yes, yep. Yeah. And now, oh, that was so great. And now Raimi is directing Doctor Strange 2. So, kind of fun little how that comes full circle. But uh, any other thoughts you on Spider-Man 2? You know he the heck out of to get that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's thoughts. it. I think we covered it really well. Okay. Other than other than he only wanted the tritium. What? He only wanted the tritium. Oh. <laughs> that's all he wanted. <laughs> well, we are going to 2007 now. Spider-Man 3, probably the most 
controversial of the Spider-Man films. Let me just paint a picture of 2007 for you. This was like the threequel summer. Spider-Man 3 was coming out. Shrek 3 was coming out. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was coming out. And it's safe to say all three of them kind of didn't live up to their massive build-ups. Uh, <laughs> Hunter, where do you have Spider-Man 3? Number seven. Okay. Matt, where do you have it? Mm-hmm. I have it at the exact same spot. Oh, yeah. I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you, Matt. I got it at seven, too. <laughs> Let's go. Are we finally are we finally oh. unified on something? Let's just clarify. We did I not put it last. We did not put it last. Let's play the slots, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> so, Hunter, tell me why it's yeah. not last. <laughs> tell me what you do like about it before. Oh. <laughs> tell me why it's not last. Oh, it could have easily gone eight. So, I don't know if that's a good question for me. Just tell me what you like about it, it first. Easily, it could have easily gone eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Uh, I well, this is coming back in. I really like. I really like uh, the Harry character, right? Coming in as the Goblin and kind of going up um, into that. I I don't know. I didn't really like. It's a great comedy. That much else. To- Toby Toby Maguire. <laughs> oh, this was. This was awful. I mean, it was just, it was, it was so, so bad. But I, I, also, I don't know. I mean, I can kind of, I can go on a long list of it. I just didn't understand. I mean, they, they try to, I, one thing I hate with some of these superhero movies is when they try and do too many villains and there's not a counterbalance to heroes to fight against that. So, I mean, you really had like, you had three different villains that Spider-Man is trying to fight all at the same time and I, I felt like there was a big flop like it introduced Venom which is probably Spider-Man's biggest like antagonist that he's going to ever fight and compete against and it was a total flop you had a terrible Eddie broadcasting like a oh, poor representation so of what Venom was and but then you also so threw in Sandman and Goblin obviously Goblin switched at the end um, so that was cool for them to kind of duke it out a little bit, but I mean, you still had Spider-Man fighting three people, um, as well as bad dance moves and emo vibes and I feelings, and I just, oh, it, it's it's pretty bad. It could have easily gone eight. Uh, uh, I put it at seven though. All right, <laughs> Matt, what what are your thoughts on Spider-Man three? So Spider-Man three for me is at. A very loving number seven. Like, it, it is definitely at seven. Like, it is definitely one of the two worst. Like, it, 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 it absolutely is one of the two worst out of all these movies. Critics but agree. Critics I, agree. But, but I love it for it. I am all here for it. Okay. Eddie Brock was trash. Everything about Venom that they did, other than how I do kind of like... Um, <clears throat> how they, how they portrayed Peter when he had the Venom suit. Um, but Eddie Brock and everything about him was just ripe hot trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's horrible. Like, when, like, 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 look. You won't get a counter from me on that. Like, he, he's in the church praying to whomever, saying, 
please let me kill Spider-Man. Like, oh my word. I, I couldn't get over that. I'm like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. Like, take this guy's career and just, just toss it in the garbage. Like, you, that poor actor, I don't even know who it was. I should look it up who it was. But Sam Raimi took his career and he tossed it in the garbage, as far as I am concerned. Because that was the, maybe one of the worst scenes I've ever witnessed in cinema. It was just so bad. Um, but, uh, the, the whole emo dancing, the whole, um, you'll get your rent when you fix the damn door! Like, that, that's one of my favorite lines in the whole Beating down MJ, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Beating down and MJ, bringing the grenade back at Harry. Oh, totally. Yeah, and he yeah, and he messes up his face and everything. And let's be real. Mm-hmm. Look, no one wants to admit it. Actually, ah, that might be wrong. Everyone may want to admit it because nobody likes MJ. But the landlord's daughter was way better for Peter than MJ was. She did make cookies. Okay, let's not ignore that. She did. She let's made not her, ignore made that. Her, made she was... She was that well not only she made cookies she made cookies at a crucial point in his uh um emotional development in that in that movie. She was there for him when nobody else was. MJ was oh, who knows where. And she was there. Like let's not pretend like she wasn't a better fit. I do not like MJ at all. Um I think what stands out to Nothing me the changed. most about Spider-Man 3 is the first two movies had A-plus villains, and then this movie had, I don't know, at best, you know, Harry's Green Goblin's like a C-plus for me, at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think fair. I think Sandman and Venom are F's. I honestly do. I, I don't find them compelling at all. Uh, I would give Sandman an F-plus, because it... No because such thing. giving it the same grade <laughs> as... No, no, because... Okay, okay, then D-minus it. But, be, but okay. giving it the same grade as Venom would be a disservice to literally anybody else. No, I think they're like, that bad. <laughs> Venom, Venom, but Venom was that bad plus some. Sandman was bad. Venom was like the, the worst you could get. It was just like one of those fall for like, it's a sequel, so let's add another villain. Oh, let's add three villains now. Mm. Here's what I'll say about Spider-Man 3. It has grown on me over the years. You ever have movies that they're so bad that they're almost enjoyable in a way? Like it's the, a loving number seven for me. Like yeah, I like it's the cringiness is I'm, almost I'm enjoyable. Uh, I'm with you. My wife Amber just is like crying, laughing watching this movie. <laughs> you know his emo scene when dun 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 or dig on this. <laughs> oh my gosh! I forgot. I forgot about dig on this. Uh, oh just oh, uh, if you want to see a great YouTube video, w- look up Peter Parker emo dancing without music. It's hilarious because it just gives you a perspective of what he seems like if there was like not the score going on. Which again, the score is actually really great in this movie. I st- I stand by my comment that yeah. I love the Raimi scores. Yeah, like even the you know emo Spider Man, Venom Spider Man, the bum 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 bum. You just it really puts you in the mode that he's a different person. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave the sixty three percent. Uh I think the other reason this movie is such a failure, 
again, think where you're at. Spider-Man 1 and 2 are massive hits. And everyone's expecting Venom, Spider-Man 3. So imagine the expectations. I mean, this is a little before the, you know, masses of social media, but it's not the same hype as, like, No Way Home, but it's probably, like, the second most hyped Spider-Man movie ever. Is that fair? I mean, it made the most money out of the first two combined. Just because of the hype, probably, right? Because of... Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they, they wanted Mr. Romney to, to do Venom, and he totally, like, fought against it and just then ended up just throwing him in there. I just... They were, uh... Maybe he was like, please let me kill Venom. He was oh. sitting in the church. He was like, please let me kill Venom. I think they were always planning... <laughs> <laughs> they were always going to plan on making a Spider-Man 4. This movie doesn't have any closure at the end. Like, nothing's unsettled, but I guess it was such a massive disappointment. Uh, it leads into our next film that we're going to go to. is They just rebooted the whole Spider-Man universe. Uh, stunningly. Literally only five years later. You know, I think people were really surprised when they heard... Oh yeah, we're doing a new Spider-Man story. It was like, wait, like, Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it just came out five years ago. So that's going to lead into the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I think kind of had this awkward feel, like we're already doing Spider-Man again. Uh, Hunter, where did you put that at? Number six for me. Okay, Matt. I have it at number five. So this was the solid number five, where it is just not moving for me that I mentioned earlier. I also have it at six. So we're all pretty much in the same ballpark there. Two sixes and a five. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Hunter, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, Well, one thing that I... So Spider-Man's by far like my favorite superhero. Like if I could be a Spider-Man, like if I could be a superhero, it'd probably be Spider-Man. I really liked it. And and one aspect of detail that I like is that he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I love that, right? So he does things in daylight. He does things to help his community. He does things like for the good of the people, even if they're these little. It's not little a throwaway line, like it wasn't Raimi. Right, right. And so I, what I struggled with with the Amazing Spider-Man one is that he's he, he's a vigilante and he's fighting for revenge like Batman, and that totally like made me just not like it. Even though I really like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, that's why I rank it low. Okay. What are your thoughts on it, Matt? So, let me preface by saying, I think that as a whole, and this is coming from someone who's just a general Spider-Man lover, like, look, all of these movies I loved, um, I do think that the Amazing Spider-Man series gets a little too much hate from, from the community. But, obviously, like, if we're looking at it in the sphere of all eight of these movies, obviously, that like, they are not in the upper echelon. But, look, Andrew Garfield's a good actor. Emma Stone mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. Like, she was the gem of these two movies. Let's not, like, beat around that bush. Um, but... That's fair. Yeah. These, I mean, but that's uh, not why I was watching the movie. These... Right? <laughs> sure, well, it, it was why I... It might have been one of the big reasons why I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. But, um, uh, but, uh, it was, look, I liked Lizard as a villain. Um, I, I really did. I didn't love it, but I really liked it. Um, I liked that they explored Peter's nerdiness a little more. 
because they did not do that quite as much in the Raimiverse. Because like from a science geek you know, perspective, I think especially like like the nerd, the nerd, like he's he's not very social. Like even when he's talking with his aunt and uncle, like it's still you can you can still tell he's not he's struggling to find the words, you know, to to communicate with them. Almost, if that makes sense. But uh, so I did like that. And again, I, I, Lizard was a good villain. Emma Stone knocked it out of the park with Gwen Stacy, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I loved the additional uh, tension that existed between Peter and Gwen's father. I like when I was watching. I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. But uh, I'm not sure I loved it, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. There was there wasn't much about the Amazing Spider-Man where I was like, I do not like this. It was more so just kind of like it was nothing was too far above like the middle, and nothing was too far below it. Here's what I'll say about the Amazing Spider-Man: I actually liked the whole mystery behind Peter's parents. Uh, that's nothing I've really really thought about as a Spider-Man fan up until this movie. So I do kind of like the whole mystery behind it, like. You know, it's kind of just brushed away. Like, oh yeah, his, he doesn't have parents. It is, and yeah. honestly, it should be explored more. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I like that. I like Gwen a lot more. Uh, I guess. Gwen was awesome. I guess what I feel about this movie, maybe just there, just because there wasn't enough space between that and the original Spider-Man, it's just kind of like, okay. I mean, it's good. It's kind of just like I don't know. It's like having seconds with food. I mean, it's still good, but it's just not, it's just not as satisfying. It's your classic good, but not great. Yeah, like, I, I, I really don't hate the movie. I think there's some great moments. Uh, I like how they make his webbing a little bit more accurate, that he makes it. And yeah, yeah, he makes it himself. It's not like this weird white splotch on his wrist that shoots web. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, there's some cheesy moments for me, like the whole, crane scene i thought was a little cheesy for me uh i I, i'm gonna interrupt you here a little bit so that crane scene was cheesy but not the you mess with one of us you mess with all of us crane scene from the raimi verse (laughs) (laughs) that one was like one of us you mess with all of us that was kind of more like a (laughs) funny line this was kind of more like it's a a raimi it's a raimi scene it's a rainy scene. This was kind of like rainbows and unicorns. Let's all hold hands and <laughs> help Spider-Man. I, I know what you mean, but I had to make the comment. But uh, I guess I'm not really passionate about this movie. Like, I'm not going to make a case that it's great. Yep. I'm not going to make a case that it sucks either. So that's why it's yep. like at six. Uh, Hunter, any thoughts that you want to add about this one? Um, No, I did really like the moment where he saves the boy in like the... Uh, like the the flaming car and where he's finally discovers like scene. hey this is what such a good scene and this is like hey this is what spider-man's meant to do and be and so i thought that was uh i thought that was a beautiful scene looking out to be for honest. the little guy totally looking out for and the so little guy. i thought literally that brought back guy. yeah i think that's what like brought back like who spider-man was and so but but even still like yeah i didn't really care about the parents you know uh i, I just I agree, like Emma Stone did a great job. I thought their interactions 
were really weird uh, and, and sexual, but they were dating, you know, during that time. And so I felt like they ad-libbed some of these, like, I mean, these kids are like juniors in high school, but maybe that's like way off and left field for me to think that. <laughs> the only other thing I'll bring up is I thought Peter Parker seemed too cool. Way for, too cool. Way too cool. Like he's a sexy. skateboarder. <laughs> I thought the football yeah. scene was stupid where he throws the football and it knocks out the goalpost. It's kind of like, oh. I'm not sure I saw him as it, cool as much as like respectfully oh. cool. Oh, no, he was so cool. And then the dunk? Oh, man. Yeah, like, it's just like... The dunk was a little extra. And then, <laughs> I guess the only other thing I really don't like, I don't like the Uncle Ben thing here as much. It's just like, we're gonna say great power, great responsibility, but just in a different way. Yeah. I, I like that, and it wasn't no, 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 like the no, same. No, how dare but, you? But yeah. <laughs> Remember that line where he goes, no, how dare you? <laughs> uh, that was, that, that yeah. was a moment where I was like, eh. Something about Andrew Garfield, though, makes me like him. Maybe it's The Social Network, one of my favorite movies ever, but... He's... he's I like he Andrew Garfield a lot. He got shafted amazing. by Facebook, yes. and we've got to give him credit well, to Spider-Man. <laughs> well, he's he's an amazing actor, but they wrote him so bad. Like, he did the best he possibly could with how they wrote him. That's fair. Well, any other comments before we move on? Let's, nope. let's move on. This one had 72%, which I kind of just, the critics were basically saying, yeah, it's a good movie. It's not great. Uh, the next one is The Amazing Spider-Man 2, came out in 2014, uh, just a couple years later. Hunter, where do you got it? Eight. Okay. Matt? Ditto. You know, uh, how many legs does a spider have? <laughs> eight. I got it at eight too. Perfect. Here we go. We're, we're we're two out of eight, guys. We're actually pretty collectively, other than maybe like Spider Man Two, all in the same ballpark Spider-Man so far. 2, yeah, yeah. And again, I might flip flop my my Spider Man One and Spider Man Two spots. I will just start with this. The villains in this one are horrible. It's kind of a oh. Spider Man Three thing as well. Uh, I Jamie just... Fox, I love you, but you sucked. Yeah, I don't even know if that's his fault either. He looks a lot more promising in No Way Home coming up. But, uh, very cringeworthy. Uh, here's what I will say about this movie. So, spoiler alert, Gwen dies. So, that's pretty traumatic. But I will give the movie this. It actually, like, gave a legit consequence in a superhero movie you don't normally see. Like, they actually, I was like, there's no way that Gwen's actually gonna die. And they did it. I can't believe it. And it, yeah, and it's, and, it, and it's horrifying. It's like a, I think it's a disturbing scene. What do you, what do you think? Oh, it that is. was, yeah, by far, like, obviously the, the, the most awful scene, you know, for sure, you know, and, and probably the old, the only really good scene of that whole movie. Yes. That was it. I think the, when he saves people from the electric, on like the staircase is kind of a cool visual scene, but that's the only other one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this whole like they're kind of dating and they're not. I just thought that was played off horribly. Gwen gives the gives the uh, valedictorian speech and Peter's not there. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of creates this weird tension. It's like you didn't show up to my speech. You know, it's like uh, I get it, but like. Eh. Cool. 
We're about to be on a two-week streak of mentioning Paul Giamatti, too, uh, as the rhino now. And now as we oh. talked about him in Fred Claus last week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh. I forgot that he was also oh, in that. Man. Yeah. Once again, same problem I had with earlier. I mean, there's too many villains. Like, what the heck? Yeah, and the the Goblin one just doesn't do a good job. Oh, gosh. It's just... Oh, it was a five-minute fight scene. So bad. <laughs> yeah. They, they totally scrimped on the CGI budget too. Like they totally mm-hmm. scrimped on it. That was like, like the the change under your couch for for the CGI budget. Holy Moses, that was bad. The, it's the worst movie because if it didn't exist, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, believe it or not, I'm okay. Spider Man Three's around. Just I too. I'm here for it. But this one's just like, uh, and again, this is supposed to be a long-term franchise. They weren't planning to just stop on The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 52%, and again, it was kind of like, you can't get Spider-Man, right? I'm not sure I'd have had it that low, but I'm not going to really contest it. Yeah. I, I actually would have had it lower. I, You know, one of the things I will say... I think if you look closely enough, you might be able to see that on Jamie's punch, that gap is actually a sharp. I think if you zoom in close enough, you can see it. <laughs> well, uh, do you remember the scene I, where I, it gains his powers from these stupid eels, and it puts and it puts the gap teeth together? Just amazing dental work. Just ortho, you know, or the dinosaur just right in there. Dude, uh, who think... needs an ortho? Just go get shocked in a lab. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> It's like the, solved. I don't know what they they basically made Electro seem like is expensive. They basically made him seem like a special needs person becoming a bad guy. And I thought that was really awkward. It did. It did. It did. It, it was did. super it awkward. And Honestly it did. And to get Jamie Foxx as an amazing actor and to have that be his story was like, oh my goodness, that was just what a what a poor choice. It goes oh. from Django Unchained to to, to, to the special needs <laughs> Uh, you know, becomes a villain. Like, yeah, I guess the only angle. Like real. I guess the only angle of where people can like this is if, if you really dig the whole Peter Parker's uh, parents mystery, it does go into that a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, subtle little uh, comic character uh, appearance of Black Cat. If you notice that, uh, that's uh, Harry's uh, assistant. She's actually Black Cat in the comics, in the video game, mm. if you've played that. But I, if someone put Spider-Man 3 last and this one's 7, I'm not going to fight it. But I think this right. is either 7 would, or 8. I, don't, I would fight it. I'm just saying, I don't have any way to say this is 6 or higher. I'd say it's 7 or 8. But Agreed. I don't really want to talk Agreed. about it anymore. It's... It's called no, The Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, and it's kind of ironic, because it's not amazing. Yeah, it really isn't. Well, so it's kind of interesting with the Spider-Man, where it came from here, because technically he first appears in Civil War as mm-hmm. his next appearance, but that's not a Spider-Man movie. It's not his movie. No, I know, but I'm just pointing out, that's where he's first introduced, so we're basically taking that piece and taking it into Spider-Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, but And that came out in 2017. 
complete revamp again. Hunter, where do you have Spider-Man Homecoming? Coming in at number one for me. Okay. Matt? I need you to queue up a Max Kellerman I Want Iguadala audio because I have it at number one. <laughs> I want oh. Iguadala. I want Iguadala. <laughs> I have it at number two. Spider-Man Homecoming is number one. I, I have it at a very clo- very close number two. Okay, we need to hear your thoughts first then. Uh, like why it's not number one? Well, yeah, because we have it at number one. Okay. So explain yourself. Uh, I think my critique... Again, this is my number two, so I'm not, like, hung up over this, but I can definitely get the feeling it feels like an Iron Boy movie. Uh, I can totally get that vibe people get from it, where it kind of... Fi- where it kind of feels like he's Iron Man's... Like, a junior Iron Man, almost. Uh, Iron Man... Everything is surrounded by the plot. Like the villain is influenced by Iron Man. His mentor's Iron Man. Uh, it's just so focused on Iron Man. It almost kind of feels like it's a Spider Man. It's like a side movie of Iron Man is how it comes across to some people. I'm not saying that horrible introduction though. No, again, this is my number. Again, this is my number two. So I'm not saying that's my main issue with it, but I can get where people have that coming. Uh, Vulture is my favorite villain in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. I... There's there's moments in the movie... There's moments in movie theaters you remember, and I remember when it was revealed that he was Peter Parker's girlfriend's dad for the date. It was probably one of the greatest movie moments in the theaters for me ever, honestly. so great. Just, Same here, actually. Same here. You just so feel I, the tension I'm, I'm in the air. Here. I'm, I'm, you just feel it so much. I'm, I'm going to interject here. Keegan, I'm going to interject here. So, I have a huge bias towards Spider-Man Homecoming. So, uh, my wife and I, our first date was Spider-Man Homecoming. So, and like both of us were huge Marvel fans, like even going into it, like we weren't just like, oh, let's go to this movie and make out. Like we, you know, we were like, let's go to this movie because we both are huge Marvel fans. And Keegan, you were there too. I know. Um, I don't think we planned on being like, in the same movie, though. Is the funny part? It just so happened. I think I, th- I think I remember that too. But, um, <laughs> There's not a lot of things to do in Rexburg, folks. Yeah. So you might be in the same movie a lot. God bless Rexburg, but yeah, there's not a ton to do other than uh. See movies. And watch movies. So, um, but, but yeah, so like we both went into it. We're like, like, we're going to watch this movie and kind of, you know, not dissect it like, you know, YouTube content creators, but like, we're going to pay attention to the details. And it was just from top to bottom. The, again, like Keegan, I can't emphasize your point enough. When we saw Vulture as, uh, you know, revealed as, um, uh, as his girlfriend's dad, I, I like, kind of going into it, like, when the scene is kind of developing, you're like, you know what, is this where they're going to reveal something big that, like, we kind of should have known all all movie? And then when it happens, you're like, I should have known that. But you didn't really. I mean, the hints are so and subtle. Then, you know, you, you, 
Right, you know, like, from the first scene, when he's, um, when Adrian Toomes is showing his, uh, his co-worker on site of, um, you know, when, when they're cleaning up the, uh, the Battle of New York, um, at least for, you know, an entire hour before damage control shows up and kicks him out, um, and single-handedly creates a villain, but, um, uh, you know, for, from that very first scene when he shows his, uh, his co-worker the picture that his daughter drew, he's like, you know, the kid's kind of a genius, isn't she, you know? Like, you you think back on all the things that you never would have, you know, thought, oh, this is totally a villain development scene because the daughter's picture is of the Avengers fighting the aliens. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved it. Hunter, why is it your yeah. one? Yeah, so same as well. Um, I, so this is my number one, and I think this description, you know, gives it like super well. There was an interview, uh, done of Andrew Garfield. Do you know those interviews where they go like undercover on the internet, but they're not undercover and they answer people's like fan questions and theories and stuff like that? So they did one of Andrew Garfield and he came up on this tweet that said, Toby was the best Peter Parker. Andrew was the best Spider-Man. Tom is the only one that's decent at both. <laughs> and I thought that was an amazing <laughs> description. And I totally agree. I think he does, you know, the best at both. I mean, the only one that really looks like a kid and being in high school. They finally um, casted a kid. Finally did it. And, um, I, I, I think there's so many good things that I really love about, you know, Tom. I really like the, the kidness, the quirkiness, I really love how he really defines, like, he's the neighborhood, you know, uh, friendly Spider-Man, right? And that, tiny that's a little big, gray area. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a big theme in that one, right? And he has this huge threat that he feels with the vulture and he's like, I think this is going to destroy my home. You know, if this guy continues onward, you know, Mr. I can Delmar. see what he's done. Right. And, um, I thought that was awesome. I think it's nice that he is being, he's being mentored. With that relationship with Iron Man, and he's learning he's his lessons. Kid. He's a totally a kid. I mean, this kid's, we're, we're assuming what, he's 15, 16, you know, years Junior old. Junior in high school, because the next year they graduate. Yep. That's right. Good point. So the, he's 17 years old, you know, 16, 17. And I, I loved it. I thought the pacing was amazing. I thought the big answer and the big thing that he was overcoming mm-hmm. is this idea of if, you know, like, if you're only Spider Man with the suit, then you don't deserve it. Right? That was and such so, a good quote. Such, a, such good a good quote. quote. So powerful. And nothing it, without the suit, you shouldn't right. have it. They you shouldn't just, have Jesus, it. You sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. I thought everything throughout was amazing. I, I love also, just as a small detail, when when Michael Keaton um, finally figures out and puts the dots together that he's Spider-Man, when he's driving them to homecoming and he comes up on the red light and it shows his face... Right, like he's finally figured out that like evil, like oh, I'm I'm coming for it was was really good. So have it at my number one. Uh, Tom's my favorite, as you could probably tell. Um, so I have it at my number one. Yeah, I, that was kind of what I was foreshadowing with the goblin reveal. Was this that scene? Uh, I also want to point out I like that I like that they completely cleaned the narrative, typical narrative of Spider Man. They didn't go into the Uncle Ben stuff. Uh, yep. if you hate really old Aunt May, well, bring on, you know, Sa- uh, hot yeah, soccer yeah. mom Aunt May. Marissa, I don't know what yeah, she's yeah, going to talk Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> What's funny is that Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. had dated previously. 
So in the very, you know, like oh. in, in the prologue, yeah, like in in the opening few scenes when um uh when Tony Stark is saying, "Hey, Aunt May, where are you? What are you wearing? Something skimpy, I hope." Like <laughs> it's uh it's funny because he and Marissa Tomei had dated back in the day, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's just really funny. But yeah, mm-hmm. and then the last thing I want to point out is I. We see this movie it has one villain, but there's actually some subtle other Spider-Man villains, if you pay attention. Uh, Shocker is technically one of the villains in it. He's one of the, like, yeah. the henchmen, and then the Tinkerer. Ignacio Varga. Yeah. Uh, Ignacio t- Varga. There's actually even a subtle uh, Miles Morales reference uh, with the Prowler. Yep, 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 with uh, uh-huh. Donald Glover. Yeah, that was Donald yep. Glover. So, just right. ca- I'm not saying they're full-on villains, but... You know, based off the comic adaptions, they're technically Shocker, the Tinkerer, and Prowler. How much? How much do you think they paid Donald Glover to make that cameo? Uh, too much. Like, let's be real. Like, like let's I, be real. Like that must have I been an expensive yeah. cameo. You got you got some Dis- Disney money. They're setting him up for Spider Man Eight, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a ninety-two percent. So critics loved it. Uh, it had a lot of expectations coming into it as well. So it, it's. Definitely had a lot coming into it. Uh, that leads us into Spider-Man Far From Home that came out in 2019. Uh, one thing I'll add before this is really tough spot. It's following Avengers Endgame, the highest grossing movie of all time. So At the time. Uh, uh, th- th- they re-released Avatar like a 13th time and it surpassed it again. So. Stay tuned for my top 10 most overrated movie worst movies of all time <laughs> would be avatar but we'll go into another podcast for that but spider-man far from home where do you have it hunter um oh did far from home so for far from home i have it at number four got it matt mm-hmm. i have it at number three i have it good choice i have it at five boo foolish wait okay. it's like right by y'all <laughs> Uh, here's what I'll just say, uh, 90%. Um, my critiques that I said people might have problems with Spider-Man Homecoming, I definitely feel like leaks into this one a lot more. I just, it just feels so much Iron Man, where part of me is just kind of like, alright, we need to, we need to separate Spider-Man a little bit more from that. And, uh. still a kid. It doesn't, I don't know. Still a kid, but it's just like so much it Iron fits, Man. It fits. It fits the narrative. Again, it's my number five, so I'm not saying it's awful, but <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, and then you know, after <laughs> All Too Well came out, I hate Jake Gyllenhaal now. So give ha- her the scarf back, Jake. Give her the scarf back. Actually, there was like a little thing that said, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal manipulating Peter Parker is quite the <laughs> contrast for Taylor Swift watching that. Oh my gosh. To, oh you know, see see that Hunter connecting our uh, both our rank podcast into one. Love it. But uh, I think Mis- he does a good job as Mysterio. Honestly, uh, I don't know. I just feel like this. There's just some overstuff thing. Like, did I really need you know Samuel? Did I really need Nick Fury to be a scroll too? I don't know. <laughs> I think the I think that specifically might be something that plays in like as a bigger role as we develop the MCU more because think about it we have scrolls confirmed in literally like three MCU productions two of them being post credit scenes mm-hmm. one being far from home 
the other uh, uh, the other credit scene being uh, WandaVision, and then Captain Marvel, where they like straight up introduced scrolls and made it you know half the movie. So it, I I think you know if you're if you're gonna pull the you know I didn't like the scroll scene card or or, or, or whatever, I think we may need to let that one unfold a little more. I guess there's just. We're talking so much about this movie, and we're not even really talking about Spider-Man, is my kind of my point. It's just like, oh, the scrolls, uh, uh, returning from Endgame, uh, Iron Man, uh, well, but Mysterio. That's the, the MCU. Yeah, but I really felt that in this movie. It's basically, again, it's my number five. I really like the it's movie still. It's Sony's property. It's just, <laughs> it, I just, I just want it more Tom Holland focused, because I think he's really great. And I want to see more of him kind of separated uh that's not unfair that's not unfair kind of like uh you know like like shang chi came out and it was a shang chi movie you know sometimes i feel like the spider-man movies he's such a great character i want just complete more laser focused on it okay but who are you gonna connect shang chi with like spider-man literally had his first appearance in a non-spider-man movie like no shang chi came out of nowhere like in terms, of, like in the framework of the MCU, came out of nowhere. That was just an example, though. Not don't get hung up on the Shang Chi. I was just saying, like, with such a great character, I want to put as much plot line on that character as possible. And sometimes I just feel like there were so many weaving of other stuff in the Spider-Man movie. I wasn't able to enjoy it as much. But again, it's still my number five. What do you think, Hunter? Yeah, I think so. I really liked. The I really liked the movie a lot. I liked the scenery of them going through you know different parts of Europe. I thought it was really fun. The only big problem I had is like I understand bringing in Mysterio. I don't like how they brought him in. That once it so it was once again connected to Iron Man, which goes towards you know your um, argument, Keegan. Um, but I mean, Barf, like I don't know. I just I just felt like it was kind of a stupid reason to become a a, a villain. Of sorts, I don't know. I just still don't really get how the his technology was that effective. I could, <laughs> I, I, I could see, I could see it as a reason for him to become a villain because it was his. He created it. He feels so protective over it, like it, it was his baby. Like think about something that that you know you developed from the very from scratch, and he, you know. He made some. I, I don't know if you know specifically naming it Barf would have triggered him. I don't. I don't think that's so the case. But you know, like that, he just kind of he took it and he gave it to a kid who just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And now he wants like, to kill millions, that techno- though. That's where I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You know. So, so I could see that. It's like you know, he he kind of just becomes blinded by his bias towards his own product. And, you know, maybe not exactly the way that they portrayed it, but I could absolutely see it as a motive to just kind of go blind wild, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Oh, you know really, it, Connor. You know I really, it. I really, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I hear it. <laughs> I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I think, you know, he's awesome. I, I like to... Back. The dynamic between uh, him and, and Tom Holland, but yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I sold know. you on it. I hear it. I sold <laughs> you on it. Ninety percent from critics. Uh, I wouldn't give it that high. I get. I guess it's a for me. 
it's kind of like in its own category for me. I have the first, my top four and like kind of a top tier. And this is kind of in its middle tier with Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, like if I'm rewatching Spider-Man movies, it's probably the one of the last ones I'm rewatching. You know, I'm gonna, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to make a confession. Out of all eight movies, this is the only one I have not rewatched. You just gave us oh, a reason. Wow. Now, now, hear, now, hear me out. Because you're not excited to rewatch it. The re- <laughs> no, no, well, well, hear me out on this. The reason I haven't rewatched it is because of the role that it plays in the MCU. I, I look at it more as an MCU movie. And look, here's what here's the biggest reason why I put it at three instead of lower on the list. Um, this was the first iteration in any Spider-Verse that we have seen of Mysterio. And they mm-hmm. hit a home run with it. Mysterio in the comics, it like, you could argue between him and Goblin as the biggest nemesis to Peter Parker. And they hit it out of the park. Well, I mean, Absolutely you can make that case like almost every movie then. No, Green no, Goblin, no. Doc Ock, Vulture, no, they're no, all the first Doc, time they were portrayed. Doc... No, but Doc Ock is a is a significantly distant number three from Mysterio or Goblin at you know one and two. It's Goblin and Mysterio the way I see it, and then it's the other guys kind of in another tier. Tier one is Goblin and Mysterio. Absolutely, I don't know about that. I I do know about that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and I, that's a hot I take. Di- I will or- die on that hill. I want Iguodala. <laughs> I think like one person listening to that is going to get that reference. <laughs> well, it, it, it'll be the only other listener that we have on this podcast. <laughs> and I am okay with I, I am here for it. I am here for it. We actually ranked 44th in hobbies for Apple Podcasts. Look, we are the friendly neighborhood socialists, guys. <laughs> well, uh, anything I'm else? Here for it. Anything else we want to share on this movie? Seems like one of our more conflicting ones. Not that I can think of. Alright. I'm good. The last one is 2018 Into the Spider-Verse. What do you have it at, Hunter? Uh, three for me. Alright, Matt? Dose. I have it at number two. I have it number one. Let me, uh... I kind of like it. I kind of like that take. Let's see. Hunter, how about you start us off? And then I'll... Uh, um, yeah, so these could easily flip-flop between 3 and 4 for me. Um, so I could easily put Far From Home at 3 and Into the Spider-Verse at, at 4. Like, um, The reason why I put it up a little bit higher is it's m- the most unique of all of them, obviously. With it being an animated, uh, the, the comic... I And there's... There's only like very few things I don't like about it. The music was awesome for it. The animation for it was oh amazing. I love Miles Morales as a character. I think he's it, it, an awesome Spider-Man. He's gonna take the torch uh, from Spider-Man. That's my my hot take for when the the future Spider-Mans come out. Um, and uh, I I loved the coloring. I loved the character. The, so I do have some problems with the multiverse. The only parts I didn't like it. I hated Nicolas Cage, but that's I don't like him in really anything. And then, uh, also, um, I didn't like, uh, the Porky, uh, as a comedic relief. Um, but other than that, everything else was absolutely phenomenal. I really liked it. 
a lot, a lot, a lot. Honestly, so, I thought the anime girl was more of the comedic relief than the uh, Spider-Ham. Oh, that's fair. So, uh, so, so fair. like, I, I like that take that, you know, Spider-Ham wasn't outstanding comedic relief. Mm-hmm. I'm on yeah, board with so, that. So that's my big feeling about it. Matt, what are your thoughts on this movie? So, I will preface this also by saying, well, actually, first off, agreeing with Hunter, that the music was so good. So, mm-hmm. okay. I know I'm not the only one. Now, maybe, you know, maybe I am the only one out of us three here. But for the listeners out there, you know, for, for the people who uh, who support us, you know, I know I'm not the only one when I say that when I was alone in my car, I was cranking Sunflower as loud as I possibly can and yelling <laughs> it with every, just with every ounce of vocal cord that I had. And just, just belting it out loud when Post Malone said it. I loved it. Like, I, I just loved it. I thought it was so good. Now, here's, here's what I, here's one of the more underrated things I liked about it. I loved, I loved Kingpin in that movie. Mm. Kingpin was really good in that movie. Am I the only one here? No, I agree. No, I I love it's my number Kingpin one. In that movie. I love Kingpin. Well, okay. Keegan is... Okay, if if you ever want to, like, get Keegan to give you a favor, favorable review in anything, just throw Kingpin or Doctor Strange in it, and, and, and he's sold. <laughs> he, he will buy your product if you have Kingpin or Doctor Strange in it, and... You could sell him, you know, a, a bag of dog poop, and if it had a logo of Doctor Strange or Kingpin in it, he's buying it. I find that quite profound. <laughs> so, <coughs> so slight bias on that. I mean, again, my bias, my number one, literally my first date with my wife was Spider-Man Homecoming, so, like, I, I get there's a bias in there, but Keegan is biased towards Kingpin, if anybody else is. But I did love their uh, their illustration of Kingpin. I loved it. Alright, well, people are probably wondering why it's my number one. Uh, to be completely frank, when this movie came out, I kind of just saw it because there's nothing else to see. I was I had zero hype for this movie. Like I had ze- I had no expectations. But that's why it was so good. No, that's what I'm it's my number one. Yeah. I went into it thinking, this is they made a comic book? An animated version of Spider Man? Why? That was literally my question. Why? I don't need this. Like, again, this is coming out during the live-action Spider-Man movies. Uh, I went into it just blown away. Uh, one, it's just so unique. Uh, first off, it tells the Miles Morales story, which is a different iteration that we've seen from the Spider-Man movies. Um, it also tells Peter Parker's story, but at a different time period in his life that we, you know, in several different ways. Uh, Again, I talk about the bold. I was stunned they had Kingpin kill Peter Parker in the movie so early. Like, I thought 100% when it happened, I was like, oh, he's going to get back up. There's no way he they killed Peter Parker. And, I mean, it just blew me away. I thought it was just so fun seeing all the different versions of Spider-Man. Just beat him to a pulp, too. I think the lessons and the pace of the movie are really good. Uh... You guys already talked about the music goes without saying. I find this the most rewatchable of the movies. Uh, 
I think this movie, maybe it's a hot take, but this movie really set up the idea of let's make a Spider-Man live action multiverse movie. Look how good this was. What if we did it live action? Uh, I, no, I, I don't think know if I agree that. Coming, I think that yeah. was coming regardless. Mm-hmm. I think Feige had had that. Look, knowing Kevin Feige, he had that idea during X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. But seeing how well it worked in this, I think definitely opened people up to the idea of a multiverse movie, though. I think people were already predicting it. I mean, okay, maybe I'm the only person in the world, but I didn't really consider the idea of a multiverse film until I saw this movie. And then every, I think it's been on everybody's mind, honestly, since 2016 when Doctor Strange came out. Oh, Mm -hmm. guess I'm on an island there, but. It, yep. it, it gave everybody the word. Multiverse. Yeah, but I never thought like they'd be bold enough to say, oh, let's bring in Toby and Andrew Garfield. Maybe not like that. but So then this movie really gave me an idea. It's like, wow, what if they did that with the live-action Spider-Man? It might have narrowed me up to down. It, it might have narrowed down the vision a little bit, but I don't think it was the first time that it got the Disney guys thinking multiverse. The only other thing I'll say about this movie is it actually pokes fun of it at its other movies, which I think is really Absolutely. fun. And I love it. Kind of the fourth wall thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think that's hilarious. Uh, critics gave this 97%, which is the highest rated Spider-Man movie. Maybe. I agree. Dot, dot, dot. Well, yeah, because, okay. I know where you're going with that. It's, so, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not qualified to say that yet. But that's our Spider-Man movies. Hunter, run down your list one more time for our listeners so we got a summary of it. Yeah, so what I did was Spider-Man 1, number 5, Spider-Man 2, 2, Spider-Man 3, 7, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 6, Amazing Spider-Man 8, Homecoming 1, Far From Home 4, Into Spider-Verse 3. Cool. And Matt? I'm actually going to run my list 1 through 8. Number 1, Homecoming. Number 2, Spider-Verse. Number 3, Far From Home. Number 4, Spider-Man 1, Interchangeable. Okay. Number four, Spider-Man 1. Number five, Amazing Spider-Man 1. Number t- number six, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Or, Spider-Man 2, excuse me. Number seven, Spider-Man 3. And number eight, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then mine, uh, starting from eight down, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Into the Spider-Verse. So... To wrap this up, let's talk about the future. Obviously, the timeliness of our podcast is because Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out Thursday. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at a 97% with 78 reviews. Uh, Hunter, anything you want to share what you think about this movie coming but um, before we end today? Infinity War level movie endgame, like com- competing for the top, it's going to be competing for the top of your list of sure. best MCU movies of all time, no doubt. Let me ask you this. If it's not there, would you say you'd be disappointed? Uh, oh, it's going to be there. I, th- th- there's no way they're going to let me down here. Right. Matt, what are your thoughts on I this am, movie? I am a hundred percent on board with that take. I am a hundred percent on board with that take. Yeah. For me, if it's not my, Number one or two, I think it's a letdown. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't think I, it will be, but I'm just saying. We're finally going to unseat Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm it's talking about a... the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> oh, I, th- uh, I thought you were talking about for your MCU. Your oh, no. MCU rankings. My uh, MCU rankings. Thor Ragnarok is in trouble. 
<laughs> my top five MCU rankings. That's another pod we'll have to do here soon, but that's yep. a pretty firm group, so yeah, it's going to be I mean, hard. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited for it, so I'm going to be seeing it this Friday, uh, have a movie theater rented out. Um, going with a ton of you know Jeez. people and friends, so it's gonna be it's gonna have be really fun. Have a movie fun. theater rented out? Wait, we're, wait, what? We're renting out at least one of the theaters. Yeah, not like the whole movie theater complex. But okay, okay, that's one what of, I was wondering. One of the one of the rooms. Sorry. So, uh, last question here: what What is your boldest prediction that will happen in the movie? Oh, I don't even want to say. I don't think it. I don't think that's fair. I don't know. I'm ready maybe for this one. I'm ready. Maybe for that's this silly. One. Maybe that's silly. Just like a. Alright, what is it? Wanda and... Maximoff is controlling Doctor Strange, everybody. <laughs> That's your Listen bull up, take? America. Listen up, America. <laughs> Wanda Maximoff is controlling or at least heavily influencing Doctor Strange. He is driving under the influence of the Scarlet Witch, guys. It's a good take. I'm trying to think my hottest take. Um. If Daredevil's in it, it's good. No, I'm just kidding. Hottest take, hottest take Kingpin's, uh, Kingpin sucks. <laughs> oh. I think we'll be seeing him tomorrow in what, Hawkeye. What if, what, what, if, yeah. what if Kingpin makes a cameo and it is just, it is just the stupidest cameo? Like, like you look at it in Far From Home and you're like, or, or um, uh, No Way Home, and you're like, what the actual hell was this cameo? <laughs> I think they... <laughs> I think I don't think he'd appear in this one. I don't think he will either. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, will. he won't. It's too much. They have too many other people. Yeah, he, it's he, he's got he's got to be in Hawkeye first, like for real in Hawkeye. Yeah. I know we saw the, the, mm-hmm. the cheap pinching scene, but we got to have him in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the rest of the Spider-Man fe- future, they do have an animated one coming out in Disney Plus. They announced Spider-Man Freshman Year. So that's what it's also in the docket. And they also actually released a trailer for Into the Spider-Verse Part 2, and they're going to be making a Part 3. So that's something else we have to look forward to. And Hunter, you mentioned one thing about Tom Holland and some future movies. What was that? Yeah, so uh, he's been contracted out to do three more Spider-Man movies, which I think is absolutely awesome. One of my big takes from there is is they're going to introduce, you know, probably on like the third one, how uh, they're going to bring in Miles Morales and pass the torch, which I think will be good. And, you know, Tom Holland's gonna start getting old, so he's gonna mentor down. Same, similar relationship to that's probably so Iron Man to Spider Man. I think Tom Holland's gonna do Miles Morales. I think that's what's gonna happen. Okay. I like it. Calling the shots. It's so weird to think about. I think it's so weird to think about Tom Holland getting old. I yep. think, I think to some degree we'll see Tom Hardy's Venom. Yes. That as well. I sure hope we do. I sure hope we do. And, and I agree. I hope we see a live action Miles Morales. I, there was sprinkles of it in the first homecoming movie about it, but. Yeah. An interesting thought with that. I mean, obviously, like we saw at the end of the second Venom, you know, how he sees Spider-Man and, and Venom goes, man, I hate Spider-Man. You know, I want to kill him, all these different things. Um, an interesting little connection there. Um, that I, I wonder if that's going to, this is going to be beaten up somehow. Um, obviously with, Venom and the symbiotes, there's a hive mind idea. And so when Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire killed the symbiote and Venom in the third one, you know, this Venom is remembering that from the hive mind and Venom. So we'll see if that oh. comes full circle somehow. Redeeming that Venom somehow. The MCU. How about somehow that? connecting and redeeming it. I, uh... Like 60% yep. on board with that thing. It's an interesting one. 
I think uh, we need a good Spider-Man and Venom, and yes. I think we have we them, and so I think they'll be connected. So I'm excited about that, uh, and I'm sure we'll see Spider-Man in some in some yeah. I'm sure we'll see Spider-Man again in some type of Avengers movie as well. Uh, I think they're kind of setting him up as kind of the, I don't know, the the new Iron Man of the future, the MCU, kind of the center point. Uh, maybe. He's very well liked. He's easily marketable. Exactly. He's a great, great PR guy. And, uh, you know, the fact that bringing Doctor Strange in kind of will link that too. But uh, I think I think we're spidey out. Uh, we've talked about Spider-Man for a, for a while. Uh, we're all excited. Uh, after, I think after, on Monday, spoilers can go around. I think that's fair. Give everyone the weekend. Uh, Ooh, no, uh, maybe no, one more week after that. Well, you know Sony's gonna release a, a TV spot with, uh, all the spoilers after like three days anyways. <laughs> that's how they roll. The, the, the standard by, um, so I think back to the Russos uh, when they did Infinity War. They had a two-week uh, uh, time span. Now, maybe not two weeks, definitely one week, and somewhere in between is where like, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the respectable uh, 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 time frame is. Love it. Well, uh, that's all we have for today. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. Uh, we love MCU enthusiasts. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again. We also appreciate you listening. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun little fact about The Socialist. I got an email saying we are ranked 44th in the category of hobbies on Apple Podcasts in the last 30 days. And the following email said, Raid Shadow Legends would like to sponsor your podcast. <laughs> so, I don't know how many hobby podcasts there are. I don't know if there's 300 or if there's 44, <laughs> but either way, I, I'm going to assume there's more than 44, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Uh, seems like we have a pretty str- uh, stream of listeners now. We're getting about like 70 listeners per podcast. Uh, so please share it with others. Wow. That's, big. That, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, really, that, that's not bad. So one of them. What, like a month ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them, like you said, one of them will understand your Andre Iguodala reference. I, I can guarantee it. I yes. want Iguodala! <laughs> I still want Iguodala! <laughs> so, uh, I think our goal is get it to 100, and, uh, but we're having a fun time. Uh, next week, we're going to be going back on our Christmas theme, talking about top 10 Christmas songs of all time. Uh, so that will be really fun. Is this including or excluding Christmas with Keegan? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on my tier list or on my list. Oh, every because every one of my top ten would be a Christmas with Keegan song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Okay, that's a lot. Number one would still be Mariah Carey, uh, but two mm-hmm. through two through ten would be Christmas with Keegan. Mm-hmm. By the way, Matt is in a couple of the songs, so he <laughs> I, he's I, tooting I, his I, own what? horn there. I think I'm in one of the songs, and I would have it at number 11. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to say before we end today? I will say that our album cover was pretty fire. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> that album cover, I like, 
bias aside, like that's my favorite album cover. <laughs> Amazing. Hunter, anything you'd like to add before we go? Thanks for all the support and the constant, you know, and consistent listeners. We love doing Absolutely. this and, and thanks for the support. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate everyone again. Enjoy the rest of your week. This is The Socialist. Bye-bye. <laughs>